Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they could teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. Hello and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I am here, Sophia Wise One, grateful for the magic of the internet and app technology bringing us together today. I am here with an already beloved and new friend who we're going to <laughs> get to know each other um, all together today as we kind of share stories and and share wisdom. Julie Kazmariu is an intuitive, uh, a wise one, a working, brilliant mother and uh, is a certified life coach, a master mentor coach, an intuitive consultant. She's got a rad podcast, Julie in Conversation. She's coming back after a hiatus to raise her two beautiful boys. She had a back in the day, 2009, back in the day podcast world, she had a podcast called Heartbeat, where she featured many uh, impressive guests and took some time to really dive deep into her journey. And I'm excited to hear about that today. Julie, welcome. Thank you, Sophia Wise One. Mm. Thanks for asking me to join you. Yeah, I just had this moment and that I, I saw your picture and saw about a sentence and a half and I just lit up. My cells just lit up and I said, oh, that's a medicine woman. Oh, she knows. She knows things. So I'm just excited to be with here, you here and, and share some stories. Um, I want to ask the question, uh, you know, what does your vagina have to say today? Um, let me check. Yeah. Deep breath in, exhale out, speak up. Mm. I imagine that speaks to you. And when you say that, I like, I hear this, um, wave that's this, like this minute kind of detailed moment, like right now, and this larger call to you. Is that, is that, does that, does that seem accurate? Am I picking up? Yes. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Tell does us. it resonate for you? It does. It does. It does. <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to keep saying it does. Listening, and everyone perhaps? listening, perhaps speak up. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's just literally, it's like as we're just kind of sitting in this, it's like rising up mm. to my heart. It's the, this desperate, yeah. desperate, sacred, holy cry and call from our, from our roots to, to share, to share our stories mm. and to share what we know, to like name it. It's so, mm-hmm essential right now 
It's so deep, like deeply, deeply essential. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about speaking up for you or, or, or not, not speaking up. I'll speak to the speaking up part. Um, mostly because it feels like an invitation and one that I'm responding to, Mm. but it always feels like the gentle whisper and thanks for allowing me to check in with that is always needed. You know, it's like, what are you saying? Like, speak up. Why are you so low in volume that I can't hear you? Mm. But it's just, it's like recognizing that, um, it's okay to speak up and to speak out or to speak from my heart. And, um, I mean, that's, you know, they say, um, you teach best what you most need to learn. And that's pretty much been my, by default, my journey, which is sharing what I've been through or what I've been learning or called to learn about, um, and sharing that through my practice, through my podcasts, through just living the life that I live and just trusting this humbling journey of the human experience. Yeah. I've been really thinking about this week. The thing that keeps coming up for me is um, that we fight our own clarity and that one of the greatest ways for us to make peace and to like create more energy in our life is to stop fighting our clarity, that when we have our clarity to let it be clear and then to take action, especially Mm because I feel like we have so much time where we're not clear and then we get clear and then we waste all this energy pretending we're not or (laughs) negotiating. Well, maybe I think I could just, did did you think about, you know, all of these voices and yeah. And just that, that peacemaking clarity. And so I just, it's like, I want to just kind of like keep pulling out, like, what is it that's coming clear for you right now that like wants to be spoke? I think what's clear is um, like the path is clear, really, you know, Mm -hmm. which feels incredibly gratifying and like unbelievable that it's actually clear when I mean by that practically is I have two boys who are six and three, almost turning four, and Mm. I've been pretty focused on them and bringing them into this world and nurturing them and loving them and being you know, just so moved by them and, um, moments of on my knees with them, you know, um, and I've always had this yearning. I mean, even before having children to, uh, connect to my purpose, I mean, purpose can be in the moment, you know, my purpose is right now, but just, you know, sort of my vocation or my calling, um, to pursue something that where I could be of service and I can help and help heal and help myself heal and help others and just be sort of this, um, somebody who's contributing positively to the world Mm -hmm. in whatever way that I can see that being right now. So the path that has is clear before me is that now that my children are both in school for the day and so I can do my thing. And it just feels like a return to self, you know, like selfhood in the motherhood is igniting and it's like exasperating. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's just like, I just feel really alive when I talk about it. You know, I'm not always feeling like that exuberant, (laughs) you know, in every moment of the day, but it's just feels really good. 
So that feels really clear to me. Thank you for the question. Yeah. Um, what's the, how is the work taking form right now? Like, what do you like, 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 what are you doing? What are you spending your time with? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, so my sweet spot (laughs) focus center point is, um, so this new podcast, which is called Julian conversation. And then I have a series called motherhood. Let's create a village. The intention is to support, inspire and celebrate the journey through motherhood and to invite us to stay connected to ourselves through this journey, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And, um, inviting guests on and you know what it's like, right? To get a podcast going, it's a lot of work, which doesn't feel like work, but it takes time. Yeah. So it's a labor of love. I'm absolutely like, it's just, it's my sweet spot and I love it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to help create this community online. It's a live podcast. So I have a chat room. So when I bring guests on, we have conversations about, for example, conscious transitions. So transitions that we face through the journey of motherhood. And, um, so people come into the chat room and they ask questions. So there's an element of providing support, you know, to, to women or to whoever, whoever is facing, who is identifying as mother, you know, and, um, and I have people who are joining who aren't a mother of children, you know, they're identifying with what that means, motherhood, you know, whether it's caring for a child who's not theirs or a pet or a business or a project. It's like, what is what the mother archetype? What does that mean? And how can you relate to it? So I'm doing the podcast thing. And then also I've been redoing a website of mine, my website um, for about three years because (laughs) I just, it's like start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. And finally it's finished and it's up and it's, it basically is my work, my coaching services my intuition stuff and all the good stuff that I do that has brought me to this moment. Yeah. I, I thank you for sharing. And I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad to hear the things. I just love the, like my website three years, like hashtag reality check. That's like really like these are how these <laughs> things happen. I've just been watching my website for years being like, I'm glad you're pretty. You're like, you need some care. <laughs> <laughs> Your website's great. Thank I love you. that picture of you in white, and red and oh that photo shoot was phenomenal it was wow an exceptional experience of um really feeling all of all of myself all of it yeah i could feel that yeah that's power yeah power wise one Mm. you talked about mothering and transitions and and the the mothering of um like anyone identifying with motherhood, like whatever that looks yeah. like. And my, um, I don't currently have human babies. I have a number of, mm-hmm. uh, project babies and I have a darling dog and a darling, Aww. a darling cat and they are, uh, precious to me and, mm-hmm. um, and, and entire beings for sure. Um, I always, if I forget that, um, it's always a startling moment when I realize that I had um, slipped into some sort of amnesia, you know, like that I somehow denying the fact that these are like complete beings mm. <laughs> that I somehow decided that that pets somehow made them, um, you know, that their needs were somehow com- could be compromised without 
um, <laughs> result, you know, somehow it's like, right. you know, it's like a plant, you know, it's like, you just, if I don't water <laughs> it, there are results, you know, it's like, I can pretend right. it's not my child, but when I do not care for it, there are results that I, I right. that get happened that get happened. That's, that's mm. yeah. Um, so, uh, that's a good realization. <laughs> yeah. My, a year ago, uh, my, so I live in the apartment above my old apartment. So okay. I used to, um, in West Philly, I built a red tent temple. So I took the largest room in a house. I lived with housemates. We took the big front room, painted it red, put satin on the ceiling, made a red tent, a moon lodge. Wow. And I worked out of that. I mostly prayed and practiced out of this temple space. And then I had an apprentice who ended up moving in and being a housemate. Wow. <clears throat> and then we tended this space together. And then I moved, kind of much to my surprise. My wife and I moved to New Mexico for a couple of years and Katie stayed and she, the, the kind, the temple did this evolution from this, this temple from that I was calling and cultivating to the, to the evolution of hers. This grandmother lineage has like really, it like taking form. So mm. that apartment was the first two floors of a house in West Philly. And I, when Kim and I moved back to Philadelphia, we lived down the street and then the apartment above that old apartment became open. Wow. And now uh, our bedroom is above the red tent. Wow. And all of the major altars, uh, and Katie and I used to say when we lived together, the red tent temple is the temple, but like really the whole house is the temple. We, you know, the backyard has a fire pit. We've done a lot of like plenty wow. of menstrual blood, like all the way around and, you know, <laughs> it's everywhere. So, awesome. um, you know, so this is, this is the space that we're like living in. And this is Katie. This is my, my dear friend Katie. And so we're living in this, in this temple space. And oh, one of my favorite things is so the first floor is the ancestors altar. It's like the living room and it has all the ancestors altar. The second floor right above the ancestors altar is the major altar in the, uh, in the red tent in the temple. And the third floor, which is our bedroom, we have our major altar above that. So the house has this and it's in front wow. of what was once the hearth. So the fire chimney, right? All the way through. Just right. boom. It's just like wow. poetry, totally intact, right? Just like, <laughs> woo, like we're not fucking around. So <laughs> so Katie and I a year ago had this conversation because we have done a lot of work. Both of us studied with a woman, um, did some studying, Shinasi Rose and 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 Shinasi teaches um I think Clarissa Pickhurst Estes also teaches this, but I'm not 100% on this, which is that not yeah. just the three phases, like mother, maiden, uh, maiden, mother, mm -hmm. crone, but the five. So okay. maiden, lover, goddess, mother, like wise one or witch woman, and then crone. And nice. this, this lover, goddess, wise one phase is like, oh, it's so delicious. It's so good. <laughs> and it's this cultivation of this shift from the maiden, you know, where it's this the innocence is so appropriate and the wide eyed and this playfulness and this exquisite wisdom in that innocence. And then the lover goddess is this like deep study into oneself, one's pleasure, mm. one's pain, one's magic or wisdom. And so I really, um, when I built the red tent, I was, um, I had PMDD. So, uh, I, my menstrual cycle and my premenstrual time were horrific and uh, okay. was a long journey of healing and transforming that. 
And like all of this is just, I was like one little piece to share with you, but setting, setting no, but the it's stage. <laughs> it's rich. It's rich. Keep going. Okay. All right. Okay. So we keep going. So we're, um, so this like, or you don't know, keep going. Right? If you want to just <laughs> or take or a just breath, stop. you know, like, that's good. That's good too. Yeah. And my, oh, it's always a moment when I get to the part where I'm like, oh yeah. And then there was those years in which my life was just wrecked <laughs> that time right, of exactly. my life where I crawled through every day. Uh, that was real. Um, exactly. That's why we need to breathe. Yeah. Right? It was like, that was, and the way that, right. It's like that, the point, that's what we learned. Right. It's like, I'm just making an assumption here, but Hey, sister <laughs> friend, right. That's what we learned in that crawling time was like, All right. we can keep crawling as long as we breathe. Right. Like mm. if I breathe and I lay down, then I can keep going. And then eventually in that, in that breath and in that slowing down, um, I, I, I began to rise. And mm. rise and rise and rise. And, right. uh, and it, so, so in that time, there was yeah. this cultivation of this lover goddess phase of knowing. And I would moon lodge for, um, one of the turning points for me was I would moon lodge. I stopped working when I was bleeding. I bleed for seven days. Mm-hmm. And so I would just stop. I would just put on an autoresponder and be like, I would cancel appointments and be like, see you in a week. This is like my moon time. This is like, I, this is my first and foremost course of action. And so mm. I would moon lodge sometimes. I would usually make one pot of soup and then eat that soup for those seven days because I didn't have to eat much. I was mostly in a trance state and I would just well. eat like one apple over the course of a day. And it was like plenty of food and I would just meditate and sleep and draw and paint and pray and heal. And it was, it was big time. It was big work. Mm. And that was what Katie and I were living together and working together in that time. And last year, Katie and I both separately, we kind of came together after a little bit in the new year, we came together and said that we had both come to an understanding of this shifting into motherhood. Hmm. And I said, I feel like I'm being called into, into motherhood. And she said, Oh my God, me too. We were like, Whoa, what is this? You know, like, what is this? Like, we're being called. We're being, this is like this transition, like being called into motherhood. And hmm. one of the messages that I got about that was it was no longer appropriate for me to moon lodge for those whole seven days every cycle. That, hmm it was appropriate for me to take some time when I was bleeding and, and what that looked like for me was very particular. It's like, I go to Mm -hmm. bed one night, I have a whole day that's unscheduled. I go to bed the next night and then I wake up and I'm kind of back, back in my life. So it's one day, like nighttime to the following kind of two mornings. That's my moon launch time. So one day to take one day to drop in and that the rest of the time, in that, in that motherhood, it wasn't actually appropriate for me to just completely step away and turn away mm-hmm. from the world. That it was incredibly important for me to, to, to stop and lean into the expertise that I developed in my moon goddess phase, my lover goddess time. Mm-hmm. So I learned in my lover goddess work how to drop in how to relax, how to do journey, how to travel through the world, get the wisdom, get the insight. I cultivated those skills so that now in my motherhood, I don't need seven days. I need I need a day. I need some time. I still need to do mm-hmm. it. But that it's actually appropriate for me to do that and then and then come back to my life. And I've really been working this year on how it feels to relax and still be productive. 
<clears throat> to take a nap when I'm bleeding in the middle of the day, mm -hmm. but still work on either side of that nap. Like what, it, like how do I kind of evolve and apply the wisdom, all the beauty and all the gifts of the moon time without having to fully be in the moon launch. So mm, beautiful. And how does that feel? Satisfying, inspiring, in fact, partially because uh, I, I, I thought they were contrary. Like I thought being externally productive and mm -hmm. like blissfully bleeding were things that <laughs> couldn't happen at the same time. And right. so I'm in this kind of new realm. It's very, it's like I'm in this transition. It hasn't even been a full year yet. You know, and one of the mm -hmm. things that I've learned is to, to rest into earth time and to let transitions take time, you know, to like, mm -hmm. so I'm just, I'm still just getting to know what this kind of bleeding looks like and feels like. And, um, and, and it really makes a difference. If I cut that one day short, it like is not as I don't feel very good. That's like not a good choice. Mm. Um, that usually has a has like it doesn't I don't feel so great. But if I take that one day, it feels very rich. Um, and uh, if I remember to just what I remember each day of my bleeding to take a moment to take 20 minutes or 40 minutes to just put my hands on my belly, like lay down and just take some breaths and let my let let the wisdom that's very that's at work work, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, it's, it's amazing. And then I get up, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm clear. I'm usually, I usually only interested in doing one thing at a time. That's a mercy and highly mm -hmm. results in high productivity. <laughs> right. I like, do not like to multitask in general, cause I'm not very good at it, but especially when I'm bleeding, I'm like, don't ask me a question while I'm chewing, you know, it's like, this <laughs> like really like slow it way down. Um, What's it? What relationship do you have with? Are you bleeding? Do you still do you menstruate? Yeah, yeah, I do. What's your relationship with your menstruation as a as a mother? That's a it's a different thing. I mean, I don't know what it was like beforehand, um, but I know just I don't know if I'll be as expressive as an art articulate and as deeply inspiring as you will be oh. in talking about my bleeding period. But what I can say is that. I honor it deeply and um, I do consider myself pretty tuned in to my intuition and that's a practice. And I notice that it does get enhanced, you know, premenstrually and then as I'm, mens as I'm bleeding and um, everything's just on high, you know. And it's something that I'm, I think I'm developing a greater relationship with my bleeding because it was not something that I grew up celebrating, knowing how to celebrate, um, seeing the gift in it. And um, I think that wisdom for me, like my wisdom was like, 30 days out of the month, you know, there wasn't this six days or seven days of like, okay, this is really when we're going to tune in. And this is really when you're going to hear the messages. This is really where we're going to connect to, you know, the moon and the earth and all that there is. Cause I felt like I was doing that already. So, but all now I'm just, yeah. I, 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 I feel like knowing that there is this 
unique time for women, for me as a woman. Um, I think I'm bringing more attention to it. You know, I think I always honor the time and I know as know it as a time. And I think I just said this, but I'm saying it again as a time of deep reflection and insight. Mm. And it's a time for me to, I go inward, you know? Um, but I think it's, I'm not somebody who operates on a calendar specifically. Like I could, this connection to my intuition and to the earth is just always present. Yeah. So yeah, it's sort of an inquiry for me, you know, right now. Lovely. Do your, your 30 days of your, your, your daily 365 day a year relationship with the moon, the earth and your intuition, which I'm into. Right. right? Excellent. Um, Are there ways that you care and maintain for that? Like, is there, is there, are there, do you have like practices or things that you do that, that, that are either a result of that you have been like told to do because of your practice or that you do to, um, maintain or strengthen that? Nothing that I've been told to do, but just what has, you know, inspired me to do, like just listening to the energy of my body and what it needs. So I need to move and that movement looks like I need to go for a run in the morning, you know, before my day starts or, um, I need to be physical, like moving my energy throughout my system is crucial to my clarity and to my increased dopamine levels. And, um, I guess, you know, I'm not somebody who lives so much with a framework or, you know, ritual of self-care, but it's just so innate in what I do. Like I make sure I have enough sleep and that I eat right. And what's good for me though, that doesn't always, not always the case, especially having kids around who love sugar and wheat. (laughs) Um, But, um, I guess it would probably be better to ask somebody else that question reflecting on my life. You're like, Oh, this is what Julie does. And this is what she does. But I think, you know, (laughs) it's, um, I guess I'm, I'm an introvert, but, um, so my alone time is very important to me. Yeah. And so there's little room for engagement where it just doesn't feel right. So I'm very, careful with where I'm putting myself or, or engaging or what I'm engaging in or wh- who I'm engaging with. So I want to jump in here. Cause this feels like yeah. one of those moments, right? Which is like, <laughs> what I hear you saying is by having a low tolerance for things that are, uh, not what you want in your life, you don't have to do a whole lot of like hyper management and recovery from your life because, largely you like build and react and make choices in your life that are conducive to who you want to be and how you want to live your life. Like I might've stretched that, but I feel like that's like, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You said it better than I could have said it. Yeah. I think that that's a hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's huge. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when you, when you make choices and, and like, listen and build a life from the first place you're not you don't have to be constantly recovering from the life that you're living (laughs) and also I mean I love that and you know I'm the first to gain the support of wise people around me you know Ah. whether they be mentors or friends family therapists coaches whoever teachers workshops you know circles I'm the first to jump on what feels good and what feels like an invitation for my spirit, my soul, my, you know, evolution on this journey of life. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That, 
and again, it's like, I have this, I've been, I've been thinking about and talking a lot about the notion of, I have a training program called the training ground for people who are, Mm. you know, healers, intuitives, coaches, artists that want to really like deepen and cultivate. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and one of the things that I've been recently talking about is that, uh, so many people are thirsty and they don't even believe that a well exists. Hmm. And so one of the things is for us to make sure that we drink from the well when we're thirsty mm-hmm. and then we make invitations, right? We make it, it's like, Hey, right. if you're thirsty, <laughs> I got, I got some water. I got a well, like if you want to come this way, you know, and people will literally look you straight in the eye and go, that's not real. And you're like, I'm, okay, all right, sure. It's not, but I'm not right. thirsty, you know, and, and, mm. and what it is to go to the well, you know, and to, to drink when we're thirsty. And, and in so many ways that community or Titnat Han, Zen Buddhist teacher says, mm-hmm. you know, his, his most kind of beloved of the three jewels in Buddhism is Sangha, is community, spiritual community. Like these, you know, uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, the Buddha, right? So this element of the cultivation and, 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 embodiment of of awakening and the dharma which is the teachings like study mm-hmm. scholarship mm-hmm. and then sangha community and so to to know to know what well when you're thirsty what well to drink from and then to go and to drink from the well is like mm-hmm. yeah it's beautiful yeah it's really important what are some of the things that you have any do you have like a, a recent thing people are coming do you have a theme that's happening right now people keep coming to you with or like a, a sing song happening you're picking up on and hearing. Um, let me see if I could like discern between, Oh, is that mine? Or is that somebody else's? <laughs> or maybe same, same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all in the same, yeah. same reflection. Mm. Um, I'm so like in this mother zone. It's like, yeah. Julie, just get out of it. Like I was like, am I really going to have a podcast called motherhood? Like, if somebody would have told me this like 10 years ago, I've been like, Oh my God, what has gone? What's wrong with me? <laughs> but here I am. And, uh, I see why. So, um, <laughs> now it makes so much sense. <laughs> <sighs> it's like, do I have to be that conventional? I mean, you know, yes, I do. What does that mean anyway? Convention what and is, motherhood. You know, everything that you're saying right now is like, that's why you got it. Like you already said this. It's like, we teach what we need. You're like, you got some stories about motherhood, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You got some, you got some shit on motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what, so what is that? So, what's, what's up? What's up? What's the shit on motherhood? Or like, yeah, you were going to say something, but like, yeah, like what, what's something in there? What's the shit on motherhood? That's, I don't know. I think I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Figuring it out. That's not a very good answer, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's honest, right? Like, it's like, it's just, so the, my next question would be, is there something that is nameable in that? I mean, I could say a lot about it. Like it's trans been transformative for me. And um, I wasn't somebody, you know, again, this whole intuitive thing, this way of being like, it's really... I, I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I want this and that, and I have to be family and have my own. And But then I met someone, and we, 10 years later, we got married, and 
few months later, I was pregnant because I was ready at that time. Um, it was a conscious decision and we were grateful to have had that materialize and manifest. And so it's just been, I mean, that's just the way I, I live is just being in the moment, tuning into what's present and then acting from that place. So I, I, I think what's coming up too lately, what I've noticed is what, do I need to be in this relationship or not? Should I walk away? This is an answer to your previous question. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I hear you. Nonlinear is a theme in my life, being nonlinear. You know that question you asked, like the second question at the beginning of the show? <laughs> no. Um, I think this idea of do I stay or do I go? Yeah. And that could be relationship. It could be work. It could be, um, what could it be? It could be anything who you're identifying as or with or right. by, you know, do I stay or do I go? Yeah. That's, who am I as who, if I'm staying and who am I if I go? Yeah. I've been, um, I'd be curious to know what your thought is about this. I've been thinking about recently how, um, when, when, when we like get a message, when I get a message, that's like something I don't want to hear, you know, that's like, do this thing. And it's, it feels like an answer to a prayer. Like, what do I do? And then I get an answer and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, it's like really not like, don't you have a different answer, you know? And I've been thinking mm -hmm. about how, um, I'm a firm believer in like, yeah, there's a million answers, right? Like it's actually mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can just do that one answer because it will work. Right. Right. Like, and yeah. if I don't do it, then others will, I will see the results. Right. Or, right. And, or I will kind of have other options. But I've been thinking about how sometimes that answer is like the easiest, cheapest, no matter how expensive it looks, like energetically, financially, whatever. Like that's the like easy, cheapy, easy, cheap route. And that if mm -hmm. I want to do it another way, it's going to, it's going to take even more. So mm -hmm. I think about relationships and, and, uh, and, and thinking about this notion of like, do I stay in this relationship or do I go? And it's like, well, I mean, it was probably indicative that the relationship isn't the relationship you want. So mm -hmm. do you leave the relationship you don't want or do you do the work to have it become the relationship you do? And like, there's mm -hmm. no way the work to have it become what you want is going to be less time consuming or require less resources than just walking mm -hmm. away. Right. Even if that, and that is costly. We know that emotionally costly, sometimes financially costly if we live together or have mixed resources. Like there's always a cost, but that like to like get, wrap my head around that and be like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be less. Like it's just, it's going to require me like that. Thinking about for me, it's like healing my enmeshment patterns inside a, a marriage mm. is some advanced stuff. Like that's not, light that's not like side job stuff you know that's like every day yeah. that's like do i do the dishes <laughs> or not because do i do the dishes because i am afraid i'm gonna get in trouble because like fuck right. that <laughs> like <laughs> when do i get to grow up and be out of that do i do the dishes because i'm a grown-ass woman and i want clean dishes in my you know like the like that's it's like that it's like all of that do i make the bed do i you know these are obviously you can say cleanliness like organization is like not my, <laughs> other people are have, having different dialogues with themselves you know but right um, you know, feelings, you know, taking responsibility for someone else's yeah. feelings, right? So someone gets upset and then I'm like, do I stop what I'm doing and go over and do everything until they feel better? Or do I I'm like nod my head and be like, love you and go back to doing what I'm doing, <laughs> right? Like, looks like you're having a shit storm. Yep. 
you know, not mine, you know, like it's like, it's harder to do that. Um, at least when we're changing those patterns. Um, that's my, that's my thought. What are your, th- what are your thoughts? That's tell me what you think, Julie. I think that you have a brilliant mind. That's what I think. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it takes work. It's a process. That's what I've been saying lately. It's a process. It's all a process. All of it, like the big, big picture and the little, little, little one. It's a process. Are you willing to do the process? Joe, that is so the question. <laughs> it's, like, it's so simple. Is there a willingness? Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes, you know? Mm. That's all and that's as much as it takes, you know? Right. Exactly. It's like that's the whole deal as hard and as easy and all of that. Yeah. I just, I've been really in this space of just being like so willing, talking about willingness, so willing to live my life differently. So I'm not exhausted, Mm. like so willing, you know, and, and this exhaustion, this like increased awareness in myself. It's like, I'm not physically exhausted the way that I used to be at time. Like at, like I was uh, sick a little bit ago or when I was like in that, you know, emotional, those years of struggle, that was Mm. a whole nother level of exhaustion. Like, as I said, right. waves of blessings to myself in that time. Just, mm. just wow, you know? And now it's mm-hmm. like, I have this life. I have this vitality. You talked about feeling alive, you right. know, in this work. It's like, I have this. And in that, I can feel these, this density, you know, mm. uh, that's this, this exhaustion. And it just feels like I just, it feels collective. It feels like the, the, this collective trauma we're all mm. kind of, working out plant, you know, planet. And it also feels like my own, like that collect the way that it's like collective. And also like, I, I also have responsibility and can shift this here. Right. It's like, what's mine. You know, if you were just to identify what's yours and just own that for a little bit, you know, instead of taking it all on. Yeah. Maybe you could take it all on some days, like Monday and Tuesday, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but like, um, but not maybe not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, maybe that's yeah. a little exhausting. Yeah, right. And and then that it's like the ability to have the clarity of Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday not right. Yeah, and then the courage to have when Monday comes, the courage to wake up and look. You know, right? Like, th- it's like those are the moments right. that's like. It's like, oh yeah, this is like, it's the, it's the process. Am I willing to do the process or not? It's like, okay, like I am, I am whatever it is. I'm willing to do the process that has this particular doldrum weight shift, you know, whatever and then it is. I imag- Sorry. No, please. That was it. I was going to say what I'm, and then when you show up, let's say on the Monday, Tuesday, it's like, whoa, high voltage, like showing right. up. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like power fast, far wide, you know? <sighs> Yeah. And it breaks, it touches. I can feel it like in my abdomen, that feeling of like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of power, that kind of showing up every week like that. If I just do it every mm. day, then like, I actually just wrote about this today, which is like, I'm, I'm so well excused when I'm exhausted for my inaction mm. or my action. It's like, it's, it, it makes so much sense to only be able to show up a little bit, you know? Right. If I take such good care, when Monday comes, it's time for me to really be there. Am I willing to like take that responsibility and own that? And what if you operated from your heart? Like, what is it that I need to take care of me? 
because you will be showing up, right? Like it's just the nature of who you are and why yeah. you're here, not why you're here necessarily. I feel that. But though. what you're doing, sorry. I said, I feel that though. Yeah. Okay. So, um, sorry, you were saying listening to my heart. If you're replenishing, you know, yeah. that well, right? Yeah. Like, you know, this, we all know this, then you will be able to show up and do that work. Right. It won't be as intimidating. Yeah. Because it'll just be natural. Right. Right. It won't I, be forcing because in the forcing, mm. there's exhaustion. Yeah, that I just can't. <laughs> I'm not. I'll tell you that much. I'm exhausted I just went, talking about right, forcing. No, I can't. It's like we can't. We're going to have to change subjects because I just, <laughs> this is just like, I don't, you know. And I, you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're having our like first like friend date on like, people <laughs> listening in on our friend date. Like, and you're funny. <laughs> I like well, the way you, you ask questions, ease, Julie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making it easy. Yeah. And fun. Yeah. 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 All right. So um I'm keeping my eye on the time space continuum that we're in. I have a couple <laughs> official uh questions for us as we close okay. here. And the first is people want to find you. They wanna they wanna be with you, they wanna sit with your deep insight, your, your, uh, sweet listening and jump in on this motherhood community party, where and how do they find you? So the podcast central is julieinconversation.com and that'll lead you to my, the rest of my stuff, julieinconversation.com. And there's all the podcasts are archived and available and drop me a line and let me know who you are and what you're seeking. I have a newsletter as well. Like you can subscribe for the updates every week and then you can see the different coaching services that I offer. And I also have another newsletter there, but just see what speaks to you. And I'm here and I have a Facebook page and Instagram. Are we friends on Instagram? Not yet. Well, I'm going to do that as soon as we finish this call. (laughs) And I'm so glad that we've connected, but yeah, find me on Instagram. Let me know who you are. And I love talking to people. So, so that's it. That's it. There it is. I also, Instagram's my main hang. So that's good too. Just come hang out with us on Instagram. Um, Julian conversations. Um, uh, okay. Final question. Yeah. We are here. I'm making, it's very assumptive. This question is like a very assumptive question. Okay. So we are here because we believe that, the evolution of this world is possible, real, tangible, maybe even present. This better, this improved, this this healing and hold reality. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I am inviting you to weave a thread or paint a picture of what that world looks like, feels like, tastes like, sounds like. You know, one of the things that I say is if we don't know where we're headed, we'll end up where we're going right? Mm. So where are we headed? Where do we want to go? Like, you know, so we're, so I'm inviting, inviting all of my guests to help us, help us weave what's a piece of that reality, the one that we want to live in, the one we, the one, the one we want our children to have 50 years from now, 20 years from now, 10 days from now. It's a big question. And I have to answer that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, you're invited to. Yeah. Yeah. Diversity, inclusion, um, celebrating our differences, but knowing that we're all really the same. 
to me, that's what I feel is like so fundamental to what needs to happen or what I see happening, right? I'm seeing it happen that though we may make different choices in how we live our lives and who we live our lives with and what we do with our life, that because we are human and here to be present on this earth and to honor it, that we must honor each other and our each, each other's selves. And may that division melt away so that we can unify from any part of the world. Yeah. That's what we're here for. I'm in. I'm, I'm going that way. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you on the path. Well, I'm already seeing you, so that's good. <laughs> more and more along the way. Julie, thank you <laughs> so much for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm really, really grateful and delighted by our time today and our weaving. And I look forward to being with you on the journey. Go ahead. Sophia, go ahead. wise one, thank oh. you for having me. You're welcome. And everyone, take an extra breath, an extra moment to give yourself permission to really listen to your heart and take care of what you need. See what miracles follow that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it and share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up. Rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon, backslash Sophia Wise One, or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Know. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.